Well, there's lots of things that, that suitcases bring to mind for us because we've all used them. We've, like you said, we've traveled with them. But there's also, a, you know, there's, there's ways of looking at suitcases as baggage and things that, that we have going on in our life. And so a suitcase, I thought, was a good representation of, and a good container for each artist to explore their own lives and to, uh, to uh, creatively express who they are. I'm Joyita Gupta, and this is The Pulse. I'm going to be stating the obvious here. People with disabilities are just like people without disabilities. We are more alike than different. Yet, discrimination against people with disabilities continues to persist. It means that there's a belief that people with disabilities are different. It means that people with disabilities are less likely to be hired, less likely to be in committed relationships, and more likely to live in poverty. But people with disabilities also have hobbies, songs they like, trips they've taken, and books they cherish. The disability arts movement has often been the means to bridge the gap between people with disabilities and non-disabled allies. Artspace projects draw attention to those things that are similar while prompting reflection on how and why we are different. Today, we discuss disability as artistic narrative. It's time to put your finger on the pulse. Hello and welcome to The Pulse on AMI-audio. I'm Joyita Gupta and I'm joining you today from the Accessible Media Studios in downtown Toronto. I'm wearing a full sleeve v-neck dark purple sweater and my hair is up in its usual bun. I read about an amazing project that was taking place and is taking place in Whitehorse and it really fired my imagination. It's called Suitcase Stories, and it features the work of about 30 artists, many of whom have intellectual disabilities and developmental disabilities, each of whom has a personalized suitcase decorated with the things that matter to them. And I was so blown away that I had to take the opportunity to speak to some of the artists, and you'll be hearing from about four of them later on in the program. But first, just to set the stage as it were, I'm joined by Rebecca, Rebecca Dacobrink, who is the executive director of Tagatha OJ, the not-for-profit responsible for putting together the Suitcase Stories project. And joining Rebecca is Julie Robinson, who's been the, the creative director on the project. And Julie's really had her hand in, the, in, the, in a number of pies, as it were, for about a year now. Rebecca and Julie, it's great to have both of you on the program. Welcome to The Pulse. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're welcome. We're, uh, we're happy to be here. Rebecca, let me start with you. Tell me a little bit about Tagatha OJ for those of us who haven't heard about the agency before. And what are some of the services you provide to residents in Whitehorse? Yeah, so uh, Tegatha OJ was founded in 1989, and it was originally created to bring people back home from large Southern institutions. So Tegatha OJ is a Gwich'in phrase uh, that directly translates to to return back on the path which you left. 
Um, so we now serve the disability community in a variety of ways in Whitehorse. Well, it sounds like, just based on what you're saying, Rebecca, that you provide a number of services and daily living supports to people in the community. Julie, I want to turn to you next. How does this project, the Suitcase Stories, tie into the broader work of the organization? Uh, well, Tegathilje uh, works on creating agency for people with uh, intellectual disability and uh, supporting them and lifting them up uh, to uh, be fully included in the community. And... Um, one of the ways that you can be fully included is uh, uh, having a creative and art, art, artistic path. And so uh, the work that we do uh, uh, supports individuals with disabilities to uh, work on their own personal creativity, being able to tell their stories uh, through art and uh, be able to be part of the artistic community. Julie, I was intrigued by the use of suitcases, and I want to ask you about that, because to me, suitcases represent a couple of things, certainly storage and hanging on to stuff and baggage, but they also represent travel and mobility. So what were you hoping to accomplish with the use of suitcases? Well, there's lots of things that, that suitcases bring to mind for us because we've all used them. We've, like you said, we've traveled with them. But there's also, uh, you know, there's there's ways of looking at suitcases <clears throat> as baggage and things that, that we have going on in our life. And so a suitcase, I thought, was a good representation of and a good container for each artist to explore their own lives and to uh, to uh, creatively express who they are uh, through a medium that that was was contained as well, because we went through an exploration of their whole life. We did lifelines and each artist uh, uh, decided on, on a route to take in terms of their suitcase. So the suitcase also gave people a container to use. Rebecca, I know your opening night was a couple of weeks back, November 15th in Whitehorse. What sort of a reception did the, did the exhibit and the suitcases receive? Um, it's actually been really, really wonderful. Uh, we have had, I think, a bigger impact in the community than we were even hoping and expecting that we would. Um, the turnout was great and everyone there was really moved by the performance and by the art and being able to connect with all the artists. So it was a really, really, um, really great feedback from that we received from, from those who, who were able to come to that opening night. Rebecca, I'm wondering, what else do you hope is going to come out of this exhibit? Uh, I mean, of course, we want greater recognition for the artists themselves, but are you also hoping for other things? I'm thinking representation or advocacy or even uh, better services for people with disabilities. Yes, absolutely. All, all of those things, as well as to build opportunities in the community for the adults that are the artists in, in this production. I know we'll be turning to the artists in just a few minutes to get a, a sense of some of their projects and suitcases, but Julie, I wanted to give you the last word. And, you know, bearing in mind that you were the person who helped to curate the exhibit, what impact has being involved in this work for almost a year now had on you personally? Um, it's the small things, right? Um, it's the, the moments when you're, we've been working at, we've been working at this project for a whole year and taking our time to do it so that we uh, that we can support the individual artists to represent themselves in their truest way. Uh, 
And because the way that we segregate people with disabilities and silence them and oppress them, uh, people with disabilities don't often ha uh, have agency to, to speak their truth. And so my goal, Rebecca's goal, the people that were supporting it and, and moving uh, forward with, uh, with the art process, we were willing to stop and wait and give people the time so that they would have the personal agency to tell their true story. And so a lot of people came back and returned to their suitcase and changed it or added something. And so there was moments in that process that people came back and told some really deep truths about themselves. And for me, uh, that's the that's what I w that was my goal that there would be movement in in, uh, in their own personal agency and advocacy. And I, I I had a number of those moments that made it very worthwhile for me. Made made the t the one year of my life uh, very gratifying and 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 made it made it work for me. Julie and Rebecca, thank you both so much for speaking to me. It is such a fascinating project, and I really look forward to speaking to the artists in just a few minutes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's our honor. Absolutely. In the time that we have remaining, I'm going to be speaking to a number of the artists featured in the Suitcase Stories exhibit. Now, a number of them are going to be speaking to us about their suitcases, and I just wanted to mention that at least two out of our four uh, guests today, the artists, uh, do require some form of translation, so uh, please be aware of that as well. But my conversation with the artists really focuses on getting a sense of what their suitcases uh, contain and why they chose to include the things that they did. So each of our artists is going to be discussing their individual suitcases in the next few minutes. Haley, Tiana, Rachel, and Amy Lynn are our four participants. Hello, everybody. It's so great to have you on the program. Welcome to The Pulse. Thank you. So, Haley, let me kick things off with you. If I were to start looking at your suitcase, what would I find? You would find some pictures of me that represents mm. everything. Because my thing of my suitcase is everything because I want everything, everything. And uh, it makes me want to sing that song by Barbara Streisand. It's from a movie, A Star is Born. And uh, when it comes to that song, when I hear her sing it, it makes me want to sing it too. And my suitcase that I did for the past few months, We've been putting lots of pictures of things that I do like and I think and then things that I don't like. The mm. things that I do like, I like to go swinging. I like bus rides. I like electric cars. I'm a vehicle addict and I like airplanes too. The plane that I like to hear is the old old seven thirty seven two hundred. Um, tell us what that is is it sounds like a Hammond organ, it, and it's a really nice sound. And uh, I used to go on that plane many, many, many years ago. And I used to sit in the front, and uh, when I sat in the front, I could hear the engine. But if I'm in the very back, back row, I couldn't hear the engine. All I hear was wind. And 
and I was born in PEI, uh, Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. My mom had what is called German measles, oh. and it's kind of a disease which came into blindness, and that's where I became born blind, totally blind. And um, uh, and uh, it's really good to to feel and 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 hear things, and yeah. And oh yeah, my mom had rubella syndrome, and uh, and and that's when it became uh, German measles, and that's when it came to me blind, and uh, that's how I became uh, a disability. And uh, I used to go to school for the deaf, and I couldn't hear. I had many many surgeries done to my ears. I was pretty. I was very scared of surgeries, and. Um, and I thought I was going to die, and then I couldn't understand what they were doing when I had my hearing tested, and I screamed, and it was not fun. Hey, it sounds really awful, and it sounds like you had a really hard time with it, but I have to say, Haley, your suitcase sounds really interesting and really cool. I wish I could talk to you longer, but I'm going to actually turn things over to Rachel. So, okay, Rachel, if I were to look inside your suitcase, what would I find? So Rachel chose um, to explore uh, her indigeneity, right, Rach? And so she has this beautiful vest that uh, one of the elders made with her. And so she wanted to copy her vest and turn the suitcase into her vest. And you did that, right, Rach? And uh, so you did that, and then you wanted to uh, uh, have portraits of the people important to you, and you chose some boxes and made some beautiful boxes and put the, those pictures in there, right? Yeah. And then you waited, like, probably about three or four months, right? We fussed around and yeah. did some fun things with it and, yeah. and just finished it. But then you... Yeah. Then you um, the summer came, and something happened in your family, and... Uh, um, Rachel's family, unfortunately, her grandmother uh, was murdered in the 60s and dumped in the White Horse dump, right, Rachel? And so there's a really good CBC story. Rachel wanted to take that story and include it, so she made a beautiful binder to honor her grandmother and put that in there as well, right? So it's, it's a story about your life and your family, your suitcase, right? Hey, Rachel, that is so powerful, and I am really sorry to hear about your grandmother. It's a difficult thing to live through. It's difficult family history to work through. But I wish I could spend longer with you as well. But I want to now turn to Tiana and ask Tiana, Hey, Tiana, what's inside your suitcase? What kind of story are you trying to tell? It was a lot of people did tributes, right, to people that they really loved, right, Tiana? And Tiana has a really, really beautiful book that she made about her grandfather, and that's included in her suitcase, right? And Tiana also picked a song that her grandfather used to sing, uh, that uh, that uh, Amy said. Did you want to say that name again? So um, she did a song called You Raise Me Up by Joe Corbin, and she sang that in a 
in a nana in her grandpa, in her family, in, in, in her honor. And, but also Tiana has a fantastic sense of humor. And so she has some lots of fun things in there, right? Like your Diet Coke. You love Diet Coke. <laughs> and your pickle fanatic. The yeah. pickle woman. The biggest jar of pickles in her suitcase. And she also likes Adam Slytherin because Adam Slytherin is a wizard in the movie. And your podcast, too. Yeah. And your podcast, you get love Slytherin. <laughs> That's your, your evil side, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well listen it sounds like your suitcase is absolutely chock full of interesting things and i have to say that josh groban song is definitely one of my favorites as well but listen i have to make sure we get to amy lee as well and have enough time to talk to amy lynn about her suitcase amy lynn tell me what's in your suitcase so i made my suitcase of cruella Deville. And um, that movie was held in London, and that's the the place where the movie got filmed and made. And I got some pictures of Cruella. She's she played um, Emma Stone with John McKay and Mark Stone and Emma um, Emma uh, Emma Thompson. Well, guys, it's been really, really awesome chatting with all of you and hearing about your suitcases. Congratulations. It sounds like it was a lot of work, but you've all been so honest and so candid with your stories and that you were so willing to share with me about your journeys as artists and why you were motivated to make your suitcases the way you were. I... I'm so glad and so deeply appreciative that you could join me today. And I really hope that you all go on to make amazing art in future as well. And you will come back on the program to talk about it. Thanks for being here. Perfect. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you. That was the suitcase stories. Earlier in the program, you heard from executive director Rebecca Daco Brink and creative director Julie Robinson, but we ended the program by hearing from four different artists. If you live in Whitehorse, the exhibit runs to December 22nd and is on display at the Yukon Art Center, so I hope you'll make your way over there. And if you don't live in Whitehorse, the exhibit has received wide coverage, and you can check out the CBC article. I will at least put that down below so you have a chance to look at some of the pictures. We'll include some of the pictures here as well. It was a really wonderful opportunity to go out of my, outside my comfort zone a little bit as well as a, as a host and as a producer. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as I have enjoyed producing it and certainly hosting it for you. If you have any feedback for me, you can always write us on Twitter at AMI Audio. Use the hashtag PulseAMI. Don't be shy with your tweets. We'd love to hear from you. You can also send us some, a longer written miss missive by email. Write to feedback at AMI.ca. And if you'd like to pick up the phone and give us a call, you can do that as well by calling 1-866-509-4545. That's 1-866-509-4545. And please leave us your permission to play the audio on the program. Of course, you'd be uh, very welcome to give me feedback 
about anything you hear on the program, but also if you have ideas for things you'd like to have covered on the program, I'd be very open to hearing suggestions and and any uh, pitches you might have for stories or guests. But that's all the time we have for today. I hope you'll take a chance to stop and subscribe to get future videos like this and future content like this and be notified we put out videos um or the podcast once a week. So please do subscribe so you're notified when we put out new content. I've been your host, Joetha Gupta, and this has been The Pulse on AMI-audio. Our videographer today has been Matthew McGurk. Our technical producer is Marco Flalo, and Andy Frank is the manager of AMI-audio. Thanks for listening. <laughs>